1 Kings 14. At that time, Abijah, the son of Jeroboam, became sick. Jeroboam said to his wife, Please get up and disguise yourself so that you won't be recognized as Jeroboam's wife. Go to Shiloh. Behold, Ahijah the prophet is there, who said that I would be king over this people. Take with you ten loaves of bread, some cakes, and a jar of honey, and go to him, and he will tell you what will happen to this child. Jeroboam's wife did so, and arose, and went to Shiloh, and came to Ahijah's house. Now Ahijah could not see, for his eyes were set by reason of his age. Yahweh said to Ahijah, Behold, Jeroboam's wife is coming to inquire to you concerning her son, for he is sick. Tell her such and such, for it will be, when she comes in, that she will pretend to be another woman. So when Ahijah heard the sound of her feet as she came in the door, he said, Come in, Jeroboam's wife. <laughs> Why do you pretend to be another? For I am sent to you with heavy news. Go tell Jeroboam, Yahweh the God of Israel says, Because I exalted you from among the people, and made you prince over my people Israel, and tore the kingdom away from David's house, and gave it to you, and yet you have not been as my servant David, who kept my commandments, and he followed me with all his heart to do that only which was right in my eyes, but have done evil above all who were before you, and have gone and made for yourself other gods, molten images to provoke me to anger, and have cast me behind your back. Therefore, behold, I will bring evil on the house of Jeroboam, and will cut off from Jeroboam everyone who urinates on a wall. He who is shut up, and he who is left at large in Israel, and will utterly sweep away the house of Jeroboam, as a man sweeps away dung, until it is all gone. The dogs will eat he who belongs to Jeroboam who dies in the city, and the birds of the sky will eat he who dies in the field, for Yahweh has spoken it. Arise therefore and go to your house. When your feet enter into the city, the child will die. All Israel will mourn for him and bury him, for he only of Jeroboam will come to the grave, because in him there is found some good thing towards Yahweh, the God of Israel, in the house of Jeroboam. Moreover, Yahweh will raise up a king for himself over Israel, who will cut off the house of Jeroboam. This is the day. What? Even now. For Yahweh will strike Israel as a reed is shaken in the water, and he will root up Israel out of this good land, which he gave to their fathers, and will scatter them beyond the river, because they have made their Asherah poles, provoking Yahweh to anger. He will give up Israel because of the sins of Jeroboam, which he has sinned, and with which he has made Israel to sin. Jeroboam's wife arose and departed and came to Terzah. As she came to the threshold of the house, the child died. All Israel buried him and mourned for him, according to Yahweh's word, which he spoke by his servant Ahijah the prophet. The rest of the acts of Jeroboam, how he fought, how he reigned, behold, they are written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Israel. The days which Jeroboam reigned were 22 years, and he slept with his fathers, and Nadab his son reigned in his place. Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, reigned in Judah. Rehoboam was 41 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 17 years in Jerusalem, the city which Yahweh had chosen out of all the tribes of Israel to put his name there. His mother's name was Naamah the Ammonitess. 
Judah did that which was evil in Yahweh's sight, and they provoked him to jealousy with their sins which they committed, above all that their fathers had done. For they also built for themselves high places, sacred pillars, and Asherah poles on every high tree and under every green tree. They were also sodomites in the land. They did according to all the abominations of the nations which Yahweh drove out from before the children of Israel. In the fifth year of King Rehoboam, Shishak, the king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem, and he took away the treasures of Yahweh's house and the treasures of the king's house. He even took away all of it, including all the gold shields which Solomon had made. King Rehoboam made shields of bronze in their place and committed them to the hands of the captain of the guard who kept the door of the king's house. It was so that as often as the king went into Yahweh's house, the guard bore them and brought them back into the guard room. Now the rest of the acts of Jeroboam and all that he did, aren't they written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? There was war between Rehoboam and Jeroboam continually. Rehoboam slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in David's city. His mother's name was Naamah the Ammonites, and Abijam, his son, reigned in his place. So the first king of divided Israel, the, the northern nation of Israel, was Jeroboam. His son, Abijah, was sick. So his wife disguised herself and went to Ahijah, the prophet. So we've got Abijah and Ahijah. And in the southern kingdom, Rehoboam is the first king. So we've got these very similar names. The northern first king is Jeroboam. The southern first king is Rehoboam. The northern king's first son is Abijah. The southern king's first son is Abijah, Abijam. In some translations, it also says Abijah. So they've both got more or less the same name for sons as well. Very interesting. And the prophet is Ahijah, <laughs> just to make it all the more confusing. So, yeah, you wouldn't make this up. And um, so, you know, this the, the wife of Jeroboam goes to the prophet Ahijah. He gives her the nasty word and says, you have not followed the Lord your God. When you re return home, your son will die and he'll be the only one to get a burial. The rest of you are going to be wiped out. The Lord's unhappy with you. So, and he says that this son of yours is the only one with whom the Lord has favour. So his wife goes home, the son dies, he's buried, and um, the Lord judges the house of Jeroboam. And we're going to see that in the next chapter, I think, um, when his son becomes the king. And um, there's so many dynasties in the northern nation. So the northern nation will go through king after king after king, but every couple of kings there's a new dynasty. So a new family, and the new family will come and wipe out the old family with bloodshed. So this northern nation is, has continuous bloodshed, continuous upheaval, they can't maintain stability, the families that are in charge keep changing, and of course with each family, none of them are any good, there's not a single one that loves the Lord, they all worship the false gods. But in the south, um, we've got one dynasty. In the nation of Judah, there's only one dynasty. Some of the kings are good, only about seven of them. The rest of them are terrible. There's one terrible queen. Um, but it, it's one dynasty. <laughs> and eventually that goes all the way down to Jesus Christ, who is the Lord that sits on the throne forever. So the prophet says to the woman, you know, he says that your family's going to be wiped out. There will not be one left who urinates on a wall. 
Now, I don't know if you heard that when I was reading it. In your Bible, there's different translations. It says, there will not be one man left alive. That's a much better translation. <laughs> you know, because that's basically what it's saying. A person who urinates on a wall is a man. You know, men can go outside to the toilet, but ladies don't usually do that. And so the modern translations will just make it nice and say, you know, the, every man will, will be destroyed. And so that's just explaining that. And then it's said that every man will be swept away as someone sweeps away dung. And so the Lord looked at this family and just decided they were like dung and they had to be swept away. And right here in the Bible, there's a shift taking place. Up until this point, really up until Solomon, there's been so much emphasis placed on kings. Uh, you know, in the last huge number of books of the Bible, we've got all the books of Samuel, um, Saul, and David, and Solomon. We've all, it's all been about kings. Now, we're going to start finding that the kings get talked about hardly at all. Like, for example, this whole chapter was on two kings. The king Jeroboam and King Rehoboam, they're mentioned so briefly, but now the, the emphasis is going to be more on the prophets. And in just a few chapters, we're going to get to the prophet Elijah and the prophet Elisha, and they're going to have such a big role to play in the two books of Kings. So there's a changing emphasis. Now, in um, Egypt, the first king of the 22nd dynasty, Pharaoh Shoshenk I, or in the Bible it calls him Shishak, he attacks Jerusalem. Now, this is interesting because when Solomon was the king, he had a deal with Egypt not a deal with this particular pharaoh, but the pharaoh before him, Sutsunese II, and he even married his daughter. But that pharaoh died, I think, about 20, 20, either 23 or 27 years into Solomon's reign, and the pharaoh changed. But not only did the pharaoh change, the dynasty changed. So we now have a whole new family with no loyalty to Solomon. And that new pharaoh even hosted people like Jeroboam, who were enemies of Solomon's. So uh, when Solomon dies and the kingdom splits apart, now you've got two nations. You've got a northern nation which is stronger because it's got 10 tribes and a southern nation which is weaker because it's only really the tribe of Judah but Benjamin's kind of there too. And now it becomes a target. So now Egypt attacks during the days of Rehoboam. And in archaeological discoveries, they have found um, evidence of you know, the conquest of Shishak, um, Shoshenk the first, and where he's, he, you know, there's carvings in the walls where he talks about, I destroyed this city and I destroyed this city. He, it never mentions that he destroyed Jerusalem. Here, it says that um, he took away all the gold that was in the temple. And so what has happened here, the Bible doesn't really say it, doesn't give all the detail, but what has happened is that he has attacked the land of Judah and started conquering cities, and Rehoboam has paid him off. So this is like mafia, protection money. He's paid off Shoshenk and said, look, here's some tribute, leave us alone, we will be subject to you, we will pay you taxes. And so um, from this time on, this has becomes a frequent habit of the tribe of Judah, is paying people off by giving them money. It's, and they, they never, ever recover their strength. In the New Testament, in Matthew chapter 12, someone accuses Jesus of casting out demons by the power of demons. <laughs> and Jesus says, what's that? Jesus says, I didn't do that. He says, a house divided against itself can't stand. In other words, if demons were casting out demons, that would 
you know, they wouldn't be working together. They would be against each other, it wouldn't be able to stand. But we look, we apply that idea right here to the nation of Israel, which was a house divided against itself. When it was a strong house with all 12 tribes intact, um, you know, that was one thing. But now that it's divided, the minute it gets divided, the surrounding nations throw off restraint and they start attacking. And that's what we see here. Same thing happens in families. When there is divorce or disagreement in families, the family becomes weak, resulting in poor finances, poor harmony, poor life for children, worse education for children, much more children missing out on opportunities, sadness, disappointment, sickness. Um, when there's a division in, in a home, a church, a society, you know, a sporting club, it just brings all sorts of terrible ruin. And so that's why in church, you know, the Lord gives us leaders. We give our heart to them. We support them. That doesn't mean they're going to be right about everything, but we, we endeavor to make the church strong, united, and we endeavor to make the body of Christ strong and united to serve our fellow believers. When we have a strong kingdom, a strong church, we will achieve a lot. So Heavenly Father, we ask your grace to be at work in our lives. Make us strong. Make our family strong. Make our home strong. Protect us, Lord, from division like what happened here in the nation of Israel. Lord, keep these things far from our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.